And I hope you are, who's looking forward to their Christmas lunch today? Quite a few hands. Anyone looking forward to their crackers? Also some hands, good. Well, to get us warmed up, um, because it's the season for really bad jokes, I shall tell you a really bad joke. Uh, so it's, it, it's a bit too long to be a cracker joke, but it's still a bad joke. So this, uh, this guy walks into a library, walks up to the receptionist at the library and says, fish and chips, please. Librarian or receptionist looks at him rather startled and says, this is a library. So he says, fish and chips, please. <laughs> it's really bad, isn't it? Okay, so we're going to have a quiz this morning. I'm going to divide you into two teams. Um, thinking of the dividing line being the aisle in front of me, on my left, you are all the magi. This is male and female, young and old, inclusive magi, okay? On my right, other side of the central aisle, you are the shepherds. Again, male, female, young and old shepherds. People at the back, you can just decide or you can be spectators, <laughs> if you're listening at all. Um, so... Here we go. Quiz. Quiz time. First question, please, Mr. Okay, there we go. When was Jesus most likely born? AD 1, between 7 BC and 4 BC, or around AD 5? Shepherds are going for AD 1. I can see Jerry's dying to say something. B, we've got a B on here. Well, the answer is B. Sometime between 7 BC and 4 BC. BC means before Christ or before Jesus. Thing is, there was this monk who was living a bit later on called Dionysius, funny name. He got his sums wrong, wasn't very good at numeracy, when he was calculating the new calendar using BC and AD. And this is confusing, especially for anybody here today who's been up since about five this morning. But if Jesus was in reality born between 7 BC and 4 BC, which is what they think, that means he was born before Christ, which means he was born before himself. I told you it was confusing. So let's move on to the next question. Thousands of years ago, God told some people about his promise to send a new king. What did God say about this new king? A, that he would be a king forever. B, he would, be, he would rescue his people. Or C, he would be part of King David's family. Some people are saying all of the above. What do you think? See, the Magi being very cautious here, I think. They, they're, they're very wise, so they don't want to just... Anyway, the answer is all the above. Um, it's a trick question, I'm afraid. All of them are true. There were lots of promises made by God about Jesus, some of them long before Jesus was actually born. But God can do that because God is God. He can make a promise about Jesus. And these promises can be found in the Bible, especially in the old part of the Bible, the Old Testament. Okay, let's look at the points. I'll give both teams a bonus point for that because I'm feeling generous. It's Christmas. Which means that the Magi are on five and the Shepherds are on six. How did that happen? Okay, slide three. How did God tell Mary and Jesus about the new King Jesus? A, by text. B, by letter. C, by an angel. Okay, I think... Yeah, okay, I think you know that. I think you're all up on that one, which is very impressive. Angels are God's messengers. They pop up at least... Anybody guess how many times do we get angels in the Bible? Roughly. Roughly. 
30. That's a big number. You've got no idea. Somewhere between the two, 273 times apparently in the Bible we hear about angels. But you'll be wondering what they are and why they appear. Well, what they are. They live forever. They're beings. They were there when God created the world. But they are created by God, so they're not eternal beings. Only God is eternal. Other things about angels. They can fly. There are thousands of angels. They have a party. They love having parties. They have a party when someone believes and trusts in Jesus. Every time someone meets an angel in the Bible, they are very scared of the angel, which is why angels very often say to the people, don't be afraid. For example, when angel Gabriel visits Mary, the angel says, do not be afraid. You have found favor with God. You will give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. Jesus. Very good. Next question. Which carol was sung by British and German soldiers on Christmas Day, 1914? A, Silent Night. B, O, Come All Ye Faithful. C, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. The Magi seem very certain of that. And actually, the Magi are right. This is the true account of British and German soldiers who agreed a truce on Christmas Day in 1914, but sad to say just for that day. Silent Night was the carol they all knew best, so they sang it together in German and English at the same time. It's a song about Jesus. Christ the Savior is born. Jesus Lord at your birth. Okay, scores. Both teams are doing very well, in fact, but the Magi have done really well and have just about got the lead at the moment. They're on a stupendous 12, with the shepherds close behind on a very impressive 10. Next question. What does the name Jesus mean? A, God saves. B, King of Kings. C, King forever. A. We've, got, we've got a definite A there. A. A. You're right. It means... God saves, but he is also king of kings, and he is also king forever. So Jesus actually means God saves. It tells us who he is, God, and it tells us what he does. He saves people. It's in his name. Remember the angel Gabriel, what he said to Joseph in a dream. Mary will give birth to a son, and you are to call him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Sin comes from not loving God, so that we put ourselves first and we do what we want instead of what God wants. And this means we can't be friends with God unless, unless we believe that Jesus has saved us from that power of our sins. And then we can have a new life with God forever. That's the heart of the Christian faith there. Next slide. Joseph and Mary traveled from Nazareth where they lived to Bethlehem before Jesus was born. How far is that? A, 50 miles. B, 80 miles. C, 120 miles. I'm getting some definitive Bs here. I'm getting some As over here. Getting some Cs as well. Actually, it's 80 miles, so it's B. Luke tells us in the Bible that they had to travel to Joseph's family town of Bethlehem for something called a census, which is a count of the people in a country, or sometimes it's a bit like a tax. 
It's a bit like the one we had in our country last year, although no one had to walk 80 miles to complete their census, I assume, in 2021. 80 miles is a long way to walk, isn't it? Especially if you're pregnant, about to give birth. Imagine that. There's an old Christmas tradition that says that Mary rode on a donkey, but the Bible doesn't actually say how they traveled at all. So maybe they just picked up a Voy scooter because they're everywhere these days, aren't they? And if they've worn crash helmets, may, they may have known this, you get a discount if you wear a crash helmet. But that's not actually relevant. Next question. The baby Jesus was wrapped in swaddling clothes or cloths or strips or bands. What else was sometimes swaddled? Baby elephants, baby lambs, or baby goats? Yeah, I'm getting lots of answers from here, but the people at the back are being very quiet. What do you think? Okay, okay, so you all think it's baby elephants. The answer is that it's baby lambs. In Jesus' time, just like Jesus, lambs could be wrapped in strips of cloth to keep them warm and clean, a bit like a baby grow. But you didn't have to give them away when the baby got too big, so it was actually quite a good system. Jesus is sometimes called the Lamb of God, isn't he, who takes away the sins of the world. But actually, that's not relevant to wrapping Jesus in strips of cloth. The Bible doesn't say that Jesus was born in a stable where farm animals are kept. In fact, farm animals were often taken, taken into people's houses, and they still are in certain parts of the world, to keep them warm at night and to keep them safe. All we know is that there was no guest room available for Mary and Joseph. It is quite possible, though, when you think about it, that they had to spend the night where the animals would sometimes spend the night because Luke, in the Bible, does say that baby Jesus was put in a manger. manger. That's right. And that's a box where food for animals was kept. So I think we can say that it's a good guess that Jesus was born close to some farm animals. Time for a score. Well, the Magi are building an impressive lead at the moment with an awe-inspiring... 16, while the shepherds are lagging a bit on a still impressive 11. We've got a few more questions, so there's everything to play for. Okay, next question. Okay, how many wise men or magi were there? Were there A3, B7, C? We don't know. I'm getting some Bs. Some of you think there were seven magi. C, that's very well, okay. Answer is C. We don't know. Matthew tells us a bit about the wise men or the magicians from the east, but not how many. He doesn't mention the tradition that they were kings called Melchior, Balthazar, and Caspar. There could have just as easily been four of them called Fred, Jed, Ned, and Ted, for all we know. Matthew just tells us what we actually need to know about them that the wise men knew that Jesus was God's promised rescuer king, which is why they followed a star all the way from their country to worship, to worship this King Jesus. There's nothing about them traveling on camels, but this would have been a good way for them to travel across the desert when you think about it, because camels can survive for long periods of time without food or water. They can easily carry 200 pounds of weight with them and they can walk about 20 miles a day through the harsh desert. Camels don't store water in their humps, apparently, and they are social animals, but that's probably not relevant.
this morning. We're told that gifts, we're told what gifts the wise men gave to the baby. That's a detail we are given. They are given, they're giving, what are the three gifts they give? What are the gifts? Um, I mean, you should know this, didn't you? Because you are magi. Um, they're told that we're given, that's right, gold, frankincense, and myrrh because gold because he was a king, frankincense for burning because he was a priest, and myrrh for funerals because he would one day go to the cross for us. Staying on the theme of travel, let's go to the next question. How do people get to church on Christmas Eve in Caracas, Venezuela? A, on bicycles, B, by horse, C, on roller skates. Got some A's, we've got some B's, we've got some C's. All of them, somebody's saying. Ah, you're trying to hedge your bets. Well, the next slide will tell us what the answer is to that one. There they are. In Caracas, going on their roller skates to church. The tradition is so popular that the police in Venezuela close the roads to cars so that people can safely roller skate to church. Isn't that amazing? Here are some other different ways that people apparently celebrate Christmas around the world. So in Germany, they like to hide a pickle somewhere in the Christmas tree. And the child who apparently finds the Christmas, this, this um, pickle gets an extra present. That's in Germany. In Iceland, for the 12 nights before Christmas, children put their shoes by the window. And in the morning, they'll either find sweets or rotten potatoes in their shoes. In Japan, people eat their favorite traditional Christmas meal but it's so popular, you have to book early. And yes, the traditional Christmas meal in Japan is KFC. <laughs> and I know that's true, because I've seen that on telly. <laughs> now, in South Africa, speaking of things being true, a plate of fried caterpillars, surprisingly known as Christmas caterpillars, is very popular. I did check up on the internet, and it is on the internet. In fact, that's where I got the picture from. However, I have to confess that in a survey of South Africans who come to Redland Church, and we have some very clever South Africans here, this claim was greeted with incredulity and derision. <laughs> and then in Ukraine, in Ukraine, an old Ukrainian story says that a family couldn't afford to decorate their Christmas tree. Isn't that a shame? But the spiders in their house decorated it for them with their silky webs. So even, in, even today in Ukraine, they put decorations on their Christmas trees that look a bit like beautiful spiders' webs. And there's something else which is surprising about Ukrainian Christmas, at least for us here. The traditional Ukrainian Christmas isn't on December the 25th, but it's on January the seventh. Well, Christmas Day is on the 7th. Christmas Eve, which is very important, is on the 6th. So Ukrainians here. Do we have some Ukrainians? I think I saw Mikola earlier. They get two Christmases. Isn't that good? So we're getting towards the end of our quiz now. As the red-nosed reindeer of time... Oh, no, no. Back, back. Yeah, that's right. I was just about to intone my piece of wisdom, see, King. As the red-nosed reindeer of time flies over the manger of eternity and the basted turkey prepares to meet the carving knife of destiny, we've come to our last question. Okay. 
There we go. So, who was the most powerful ruler during the first Christmas? King Herod, B, Augustus Caesar, C, the Lord God. C. C. Exactly. You're all right. C. Everything about the first Christmas shows that God is always in control. Caesar, who was the Roman king, thought he ruled the world, but he didn't. One man tried to stop God's plans, and that was the nasty King Herod, and he failed. God had promised in the Bible that he would send a rescuer, and nothing could stop that happening. Nothing, nothing could stop that coming true in Jesus. God always delivers on a promise. So I think we'll give you five bonus points, both teams, for that. So time for the final score before we finish. Well, the Magi have built an impressive lead. And certainly earlier on, you were way out there. But the shepherds somehow have managed to catch up. It means it's a tie. <laughs> Both teams are on a very respectable 25, which is amazing because today is the 25th of December. How did that happen? The weird thing is that in the earlier service, they both ended up on 25. It's amazing. A round of applause for everyone.